Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the Midweek War! Now, Garza is not here today, so when we talk Lucha Underground, we're not even going to pretend that we know how to say that in Spanish. Sorry. Yeah. Um, he'll, ins- he'll insert it sometime down the line. Like, Guerrera, I think, is part of it. I think that's war. I assume. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm Mad Mike, as as y'all know. Uh, with me, as always, is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Payton. How are you, sir? I am fantastic, as always, as I am on Thursday night talking about Lucha Underground. Yes. Uh, whoo, Lucha was a good show this week. Um, all right, Eamon, ¿cuál es tu una palabra for Lucha Underground this week? Mi una palabra for Lucha Underground this week is uh, Contenders. Mm, I like it. I like it. Um, me palabra is ladders. <laughs> ladders. Ladders. Holy shit. Um, all right. So, Eamon, uh, qualis tu bueno for lucha this week? Uh, don't mean to steal it, but uh, yeah, my my uh, best for this week would probably be the ladder match, uh, the main event between Phoenix and Team Cuerno. Uh. Two are probably my favorite guys right now on Lucha Underground. Uh, the match was really, really fantastic. Um, I liked it because I also didn't think, like, they obviously built a spot and stuff like that, but I also didn't think it was necessarily too spotty. I thought they to- told a really good story throughout. I was a little worried on it when uh, Cuerno took almost an inordinate long time to build that ladder, mm-hmm. like, bridge thing. I'm like, He's taking an awfully long time rearranging furniture. But, like, it, it paid off in the end, but I got a little concerned, and then they just amped it up to umpteen levels for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, definitely. I think they did a good job of of building to real important spots and, and selling really kind of a level of exhaustion as well. I think it was, like, the big overcaring thing of, like, you could feel the exhaustion that they were experiencing because of, you know, how brutal the match was, mm-hmm. um, which I think was really cool. I love them like hanging off of the uh, the truss or whatever. Um, yeah, it was really, really fun. And then, uh, like I said, it's, you know, there's a lot of contenders coming in for Mills with uh, Junior Grand title, and, and this was a great way of getting that belt back on Phoenix. And and with that whole stare down at the end, it really feels like we're getting more Tiz and Phoenix again, and I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. I, don't even, I don't even know if we're going to get I, – I don't know when we're going to get that because, well, shit, my good – uh, me bueno this week. Holy shit, we're gonna have a triple threat match, you guys. We are. Holy shit. Um, Mil Muertes, I'm not sure if it was the natural healing process or if he just magicked his arm better. Um, honestly, it's Lucha Underground. I'd believe either thing. Uh, but yeah, we had we were lucky enough to be blessed of Pentagon versus Puma too. But the fact that that wasn't the main event, I'm like. Something is a little fishy here. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, Mil Muertes came down like fucking Shao Kahn at the end of the first Mortal Kombat on Genesis and laid waste to everybody. <laughs> and it was wonderful. It was really fantastic. Uh, I love. I feel... I, I liked it also because of the fact that uh, obviously he has been selling his injury since uh, the first episode. But uh, By selling, I, we mean just sitting there with a sling on his arm. Yeah, <laughs> so, selling as much as somebody who's the master of a thousand deaths can, can sell. Um, but uh, I, I did. It was cool because I think I was almost kind of feeling as if Mertes was getting maybe a bit lost in things. I mean, obviously he was still the focal point of everything, but obviously because we didn't get him in ring 
for you know a good amount of time. But now it really feels like okay, no, he's the guy that runs this temple. He's back in charge. He's you know. All right. All well, right. I'm back in charge. Wait, I was gonna say, but we need to talk about that. Yeah. What is Katrina? I, is she a ghost? Is she a ghost? I know Brandon has said that on his on his over under for like months. Is she a ghost? Uh, I I think I think she has ghost capabilities. Um, or or is she a time traveler like Aerostar? Could quite possibly be. That, that that's another idea. But I th- I like the, I like what they kind of hinted to sort of in this episode of her really kind of being the evil one. Mm-hmm. And Muertes is more of the almost her tool in a sense. Yeah. What did she say his real name was? Oh, uh, Pablo. Not Pablo. Um, Damn it! I I, I should have looked this up. But, but it's from like that. That was his name that they were saying when they kind of gave the backstory on him in season one about him, you know, being you know uh, the earthquake or whatever that that took him out basically, and 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 that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I think they, I think it was a name that was mentioned during Pascua Mendoza. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pascua Mendoza. Um, I, I when I was live tweeting last night, I even um, did full hashtags for this. My name is Pascua Mendoza. You want my title? Prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, I kind of just want him to say that just once. Like when it, when Mil Martes turns face against Matanza, I'm assuming that's where we're going to end up at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Like I want him to say that to Matanza. <laughs> well, I like it because like we can only assume from Will Moritz's backstory that I mean he was at one point pretty much human. Like he was, you know, he wasn't always this just monstrous kind of guy. But we don't know Katrina's background. We don't know where Katrina necessarily got her powers to, you know, teleport and and all this stuff. So, you know, I think I think it really did a great job of sort of implementing the, the story that she's the puppet master and she's the one. That's you know really has the power here. Yeah, and you know she may not be a ghost, but if she can travel through time, I'm guessing she can also stop time, which would make it look like she can teleport. Yeah, that's that, that's a good, yeah that's a good point as well. Maybe it's not even a case of that; it's just mm-hmm. a case of. I love that we're able to talk about time travel on a wrestling show. <laughs> it's a fun time. It's a fun time. To be even if we're like, and we're not completely because Aerosar is definitely a time traveler. Either that or he's immortal, and we kind of already have an immortal guy or two. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, but not every show is perfect. As we all know, there's no perfect show. Uh, Eamon, quals to Malo this week? Uh, my Malo for this week, and I don't know if it was necessarily bad, but it was just a case of, kind of I think you'll be mentioning about it as well. I'll, I'll say the slow build to uh, uh, what we're getting with uh, 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 Marty the sister. Um, yeah. Um, I like Eamon. Call her by her given name. (laughs) Mothra. (laughs) Mothra. There's, there's some copyright infringement, maybe, but whatever. So Um, what? You know. Um, but I, I still like the match with Sexy Star and Cobra Moon, and I, I like the idea of, I like the idea that Marnie's presence, like, basically cost her the match. Because sometimes that happens in wrestling, and it's, like, kind of almost stupid in a sense. But the fact that Marty has kidnapped her and has sort of, you know, yeah. you know, had that effect on her is important. And I think it made sense. Um, but yeah, I, I do wish we would have gotten more of her, his actual sister in this. 
Yeah, there's much more of a deeper psychological thing in that distraction finish because Marty didn't even have to come down to the ring. It was just the fact that he showed up right in her eye, right in her line of sight. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, it's a it's a reasonable reaction if like you escape the kidnapper and he suddenly started reappearing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, all right, uh, me Malo. I don't know. I was I was gonna talk about Mothra, but um, mm-hmm. I will say. Um, Rey Mysterio is being kind of a dick. <laughs> oh, oh, either that or, or I can't remember if you said it or if someone else said it, but Al Dragon is being uh, uh, a little, uh, what's the word? Uh, angsty? Teen angsty? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe uh, our mainstream Matt, our friend in the mainstream media, called him El Dragon Angsteca. Yeah. <laughs> which I like that a lot. Uh, hey, I was watching that. <laughs> Famous B. Bravo. Great. I, I, I'm, I love that it's not only in our world we're seeing a commercial for Famous B. Within the world of the temple, they're also seeing commercials for Famous B. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that's, that's some Inception shit right there, and it freaked me out. I'm like, wait, are they just watching Lucha Underground? Or is that just a commercial that airs in their planet? <laughs> I also love the reoccurring thing of the fact that like the people he were ba- he was beating up in the commercial are the same people we see beating up like PJ Black and, and all these guys and these these ass just dudes in Lucha Underground masks like and and but I love that it was like a I mean clearly if that's a commercial like they're there to get beaten up so it's like I don't know I like that I like that dynamic so to speak I, I love how it was the fakest getting beat up though. Yeah, just like, like waiting. Like waiting it was, he wasn't like, even hitting them. He wasn't even hitting them. It was like what? Like how we fuck around and say we know karate. Like basically. it was awesome. It was so good. Uh, all right. Um, so, Eamon, close to cambio this week. Uh, my cambio. Uh, I I noted just going back to the whole stuff with Marty and that. Uh, I would have liked just maybe another segment, like maybe a backstage something. With Marty, Sexy Star, or the Mac, um, just based off of the stuff that we when we last saw them, I li- like maybe Mac confronting Marty or something like that, or something along those lines. Because um, I do think they, you know, uh, I I do hope they get to that point where we finally get that big reveal and we go into this actual story and and it, it becomes really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Mikambio for this week. It's very small. I thought Lucha was a great show. Otherwise. Um... Just the pacing in the ladder match. Mm. Like, the stuff I was alluding to a little bit before, like the furniture rearranging. Like, I get there set up for big spots and stuff, but it it pulled me out a little bit. Like, especially in, like, the Cuerno Phoenix, that's basically a blood rivalry. Like, the fact that he was taking that much time to set up, I, I don't know what you could have done with it, but maybe pace it a little bit differently. That's all. And and another thing that goes, and it's just something that I think kind of played into that match that I think I would change as well, was, um, and I mentioned this before, is uh, the lighting in the temple uh, this season is a little weird. Um, well, it, it's a much darker place, Eamon. It's a much darker place. <laughs> I, I think that's the point. I think that's honestly the point. I I understand what you mean. because the Just, just when there's different. certain dyes and stuff like that and you kind of miss stuff. Oh, and we didn't mention... There's smoke entrances now. 
I like. I think the darkness works better for the entrances. Yes, like when they're coming down, especially where they cha- how they changed up how the guys enter. Like I like. I like that kind of Fight Club almost kind of vibe of it. Um, I think it just the lighting hurts at times during some of the matches because of dives and certain stuff like that. People get kind of lost. Um, but that's just me. Obviously, I can see that. Yeah, but I, I think that's more of a stylized choice. I, th- I I agree. I think it's a yeah. it's a case that they did it intentionally. You know? Like I I would love to see Dario Cueto just stroll back in eventually. Like, hey, who's paying the power bill here? <laughs> he well, just flicks the switch and like it's back to season one lighting. I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> also, I don't know if we mentioned this on on previous uh, 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 mid wars or whatever, because uh, Dario released a uh, a post on Twitter recently. I don't. We did not mention this. Can I not? I thought you had brought this up or something. Oh, maybe you uh, did. Of a, it's a video of a voicemail, basically from Dario, uh, uh, basically saying, uh, basically describing to telling his his the believers, you know, to not worry, uh, and that he is building a new temple. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I I, I, I think that's mostly bullshit. Do you think it is? I think it is. Yeah. I think he's. I mean, I, I, I think the idea is that they're building rival temples, so to speak. No, I, I think that that other temple he was building was just to get people talking about it, so that people can go looking for him, so Matanza can eat. Oh, oh, okay. Because when when he set up those uh, those cholos that are showing up in the car, yeah, like there was a sign that said the temple. I got gotcha. I, I think I think that might have been like viral marketing within the world of Lucha Underground. Like, yeah, we heard there's this temple thing showing up, you know, just so he can keep his brother happy. I see. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think I just took it differently. I took it as like, oh, they're building like oh. a rival temple. Oh, believe me, if they're actually building a rival temple, totally cool with that. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. If it's not, if it's literally just a pardon the pun feeding ground for Matanza. I'm okay with that too. Basically, anything Dario Cueto does, I'm more or less on the level with. It's this is gonna this is gonna sound really terrible, and I don't mean it to be. I mean it to be sounding good. Uh, it reminds me of. Do you remember that uh, that uh, that uh, Goosebumps episode where they had like the um, the the theme park or whatever that was like haunted themed, but it was legitimately run by people trying to murder people. It's, it sounds familiar. I didn't watch Goosebumps. I was more of a Fear Street guy. If gotcha. we were in the RL Sign World, but yeah, I know what you want. I know but this what it, this, that's that's what I believe with this whole like Dario's created this new temple, and it's like oh, rest, it's murder a world show where murder you get world. murdered. Murder world, right? Okay, sure. I believe that's the name of it. Fact yeah. check, fact checkers, email us to goodtimes at wrestlingmanshow dot com. <laughs> Tell us your favorite Goosebumps book. <laughs> And how it relates to Lucha Underground. This is your thesis. Go. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, Amy, before we give our rankings, our um, our buddy Antonio Garza, he couldn't be here tonight. I assume he is off uh, trying to find the other temple. But um, he gave his rankings for Lucha this week. And I got to say, fuck Garza. Uh, Tony, he ran- Tony is on some serious drugs. So I'm yeah, just going to put yeah, that out there um, right now. <laughs> Yeah, Garza put Lucha at number two tonight. Uh, his exact quote, uh, you heard it right. Opening match was bad and no Mothra. Thank you for using her name. Uh, the other two matches were great. Excited about Mill, but confused as well. 
Um, you know what? As honestly, that main event was the best match we got all week, and there were some really good matches. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. There were some really, but I would say that ladder match was the best match we got all week. And I, me personally, Lucha's number one for me. How about you, Eamon? Uh, I agree. I, I Lucha's definitely number one. Pentagon and Puma, as well as the ladder match, even though the Pentagon and Puma match was cut short, obviously, yeah. were both great. I didn't think the opener was that bad. Like I, 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 ne- I think. You know, it, 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 I have seen much worse women's stuff. Like, obviously. Yeah. yeah. You know, but uh, uh, I, I was cool, it was cool to see Sexy Star back. She got some really good stuff in. I think she was – it's just cool to see her back in Lucha Underground because she was such an important character mm-hmm. uh, in the first season. Um, and, yeah, I like where things are being positioned going forward. Oh, we didn't even uh, mention from this week's Lucha. They made the announcement. Oh, fuck. Yes, that, Absolutely. That, that Aztec Warfare is coming back. And it's not for the title this time. It's for the number one contendership. Yes. Which will be Wait. very interesting. Oh, God. I'm excited. I want to see... All right. Opinion quick. Because that's coming back in three weeks. So we have time to talk about it. Do you think the Gift of the Gods champion is going to be in Aztec Warfare? I could see Katrina putting her putting Phoenix in Aztec Warfare and Phoenix having to go as as a way to get that. Obviously, because her mission is to make sure Phoenix does not challenge Martez. Do you think she will put the Gift of the Gods title on the line in Aztec Warfare? Possibly. Uh, see, I, I'm not sure. Like, It seems like that would be a very Katrina thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's also like that she wouldn't put him in the match at all, so he has no chance of being the the legit number one contender. That's true. I I think it will be because it's clear Katrina's motive is to protect Mill. Like it's it. I, I like even the stuff where he's like, "I'm going to face Puma and Pentagon," and she was like, "No, you're not facing them." I don't. You, you know that kind of aspect of I would I would much rather not have my monster fight at all then risk the chance of him losing that bout. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like an inverted Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it's very interesting. Because, I mean, Muertes is clearly powerful. Like, he's clearly oh, yeah. he's like one of the most powerful guys on Lucha. Yeah, and but, like, Heyman, Heyman will literally send Brock out to any fight because he knows Brock will win. It's almost like Katrina's holding him back because she's afraid someone will beat him. And it's funny, cause, like, look at if you want to look at that as well. Brock, like Paul Heyman being so confident that Brock Lesnar is going that Brock Lesnar will win all his matches. And Brock Lesnar's lost a lot of matches. Yeah, like, and the one time Heyman was actually surprised was the Undertaker win. Yeah, <laughs> but I, oh, I love, I love like the 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 thought behind the Mil Muertes character. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, oh, and, and I, you, but, you had Lucha number one this week too. I right? had number one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, was there anything else we missed besides uh, talking about Aztec Warfare a little bit? Uh, I think we covered everything. Oh, also, really great side note to that King, uh, King Cuero promo. Oh fuck! I forgot. I forgot. I wanted to mention that <laughs> he looked the pimpest. Like, <laughs> perhaps the pimpest thing I've ever seen on recorded film was King Cuerno. In the cow- in cowboy Cuerno attire with the gold just draped over him, and you just see a giant fucking bull skull in front above him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I I see it, I see it. 
I really feel Cuerno's slowly becoming one of my favorite characters on Lucha Underground. Both the Cowboy Cuerno stuff and also just like his style of wrestling. And I, yeah, I'm, oh, but I mean, there's everyone. I'm, there's not really one person I don't like on Lucha Underground, so. Even Famous B is turning that around. I mean, <laughs> if Famous B can turn us around, you know Lucha's clicking on all cylinders. Yes. The only one I'm not sold on is Cobra Moon, but we haven't seen that much of her yet. So. I, st- I don't know. I still love the fact that she wrestles like a snake and is committed to wrestling like a snake. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Like her, The fact that she wraps her legs around every submission hold is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely perfect. Um, all right. So, uh, Amy, where can the good people of the internet find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Amen2Please and also check out a company I work for called Inspire Pro Wrestling on Twitter at Inspire Pro Reds. All right, and you can find me at MadMike4883, of course. And tune into the Wrestling Mayhem Show every Tuesday night, roundabouts 9 p.m. We talk everything from Roadblock to politics occasionally. Because <laughs> why not? And. And, and we also do this little thing called Mayhem Mania. If you're a fan of wrestling, may, uh, WrestleMania, and you're a fan of, I don't want to call it fantasy booking, but fantasy booking, uh, in, in, in the weirdest, wildest, like, in the weirdest fucking things, because we we're only allowed to do one thing per show, and everyone gets really, really spiteful about it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Like, I literally changed exactly what I was going to do just because I was pissed off at two people and wanted to fuck them both over. <laughs> if you want the side of, 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 of how we do things, Mojo Raleigh versus Baron Corbin is, for, is booked for our WrestleMania. So take that as you will. Um, also, Enzo and Cass versus Shane McMahon and Ronda Rousey. <laughs> because why not? Of course. Because wrestling. Yes, because wrestling. Because mayhem. So, uh, for Amon Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your Mid Week War! Insert Spanish words here. <laughs>